Welcome back. <laughs> I'm still black and I am your gracious host, Fluid Flower. You are now listening to another episode of Fluid Thoughts. Before we begin, I just want to give a big shout out to my ancestors. This is no tea, all shade, but I'm so thankful that I do not have to walk around with a picture to show everybody that I'm one eighth negress. I am black <laughs> and I am here and my experience is black. Uh, it's black American. It's Nigerian. Well, Nigerian American, I guess it is African. It is wholly uniquely me. And I'm so thankful that when I walk outside, I do not have to convince people that it's okay for me uh, to wear an Afro on Halloween because I had a great, great grandfather twice removed from the continent of India who was married to my stepmother's African half cousin who was once married to uh, a black rock. So therefore <laughs> I can wear blackface. Like not that I would ever actually wear a blackface, but the literal loopholes and fake legalese and nonsense that people go through to justify being anti-black oh it's okay that I said this because I have black family members hang it up flat screen bitch ain't nobody trying to hear all that shit um I don't even know why I brought that up I'm just I'm just thankful that I'm black um so shout out to the Amanafes and the Dadas I'm not sure what your names were before British colonization but uh yeah girl Keep it, keep it up, ancestors. Thanks for making me black. Anyway, okay, so this episode, I want to talk about social media and sort of like how I always talk about social media like warps our minds. But I want to talk about how it affects me specifically and some of the things that I observe and possibly some solutions that we can like, hey, maybe we don't always have to be on social media. Hey, maybe we shouldn't you know, do X, Y, and Z social media. So I just really want to like dive into it. So one of the biggest things for me, um, especially with TikTok, I notice the um, aesthetic daily vlogs, get ready with me, day in the life with me. This is what my life is like in my luxury apartment. As I wake up and I pretend stretch because I already set up my tripod and I'm watching, you're watching me make my bed. Um, and then I'm brushing my teeth with charcoal powder. And then from there, I take like 4,000 different kinds of vitamins. And then I drink like bloom water. From then I have like a, a neutral bowl, whatever the fucking bullshit is, right? Then they, they do all sorts of sort of like the same things. Smoothie bowl for breakfast. You go for a walk. You work from home. You have like a treadmill track underneath your standing desk. You go out for lunch. You order kava. You do uh, maybe another walk. You go out for drinks and you come back home. Boom, bam, you do it all over again. And as a person who has been living in precarity for a very long time, when I see that, I want that. I'm like, I want to live a life where it is so care fucking free. I'm not worried about what I spent my credit card on. I'm not worried about, you know, how, uh, how much this thing is going to cost because whenever my check comes, I'm going to pay that shit off anyway. I remember listening to a podcast. I was listening to the read and I remember a listener had wrote in about how they make four and five times as much as their friend group, you know, and their friend group, 
the range goes from 50,000 to 150,000 in terms of salary. And she says she makes four times that. I don't know what kind of job you have that you're making upwards of 300 and $400,000 a year, but baby, call me. <laughs> Cause I'm trying to figure that out. And so I like calculated it and I was like, that is 17 grand if you're on a bi-weekly schedule, especially if this is like, say this is 400,000 as your base salary before bonuses, commission, sign on bonuses, we uh, 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 quarterly bonuses and all kinds of shit like that, stock options, vestitures, all sorts of things. So I'm just like, if this person is telling the truth and they're making $400,000 a year, you're getting paid 17 grand per week, roughly about 34, no, 37 uh, grand a month. Do you know what I would fucking do with 34 grand a month? Not only would I pay off my mama car, I pay off my car, buy my mama house, sell it, flip it, do it back and forth, put your thing down, flip it and reverse it. I would put up money for my niece's college fund. I would do so much with that motherfucking money. And what's crazy is that I follow or not necessarily follow, but I like a lot of these things. So the algorithm pushes that content onto me where I see these people in these flashy cars and these like everyone's doing like this uh like nude not nude aesthetic I would say just like this pastel very muted gray tone pa uh, pastels aesthetic where everybody looks like they 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 shop at the same old navy that uh in the in the future that is like devoid of color and you know like everyone's wearing that type of thing and I see that aesthetic and it doesn't really have a lot of personality and the only thing that appeals to me is like the money and so what happens is I see that shit every day and I'm just like scroll scroll like scroll scroll like scroll scroll like um and I see that shit every day and it like affects me to the point where I feel so insecure about my situation and I feel insecure about it and then I'm like okay what can I do to make sure that I kind of get these jobs and I do this and I do that so I'm running before I even know how to crawl I'm on LinkedIn looking at all possible jobs <laughs> looking for all possible jobs that I can apply to then the jobs that do even post that type of salary right they post that kind of salary and then you be like I don't know Python Bitch, I don't know Postle Tongue. I don't know Java. I don't know C++. You want to pay me $200,000 to be this uh, technical web developer? I'm not trying to do none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could go get a cert, but it needs to be a cert, like, that does not involve years of work and study when it comes to sort of when it comes to stuff like that so I'll be like okay so what's the next move let me find out let me do it so I just always I'm always in a rush to do shit because I'm I'm like I want to be able to live this luxury life and for me I'm not even caught up on the luxury because you know me I'm I'm a fucking communist I don't care about things being luxury I just don't want to worry about if I'm gonna have food to eat I just don't think that any human being who's living on this planet should be worried about where their next meal is coming from and so I'm just like, damn, maybe I should like get off social media. But then I'll be like, I, I am so, <laughs> what's the word for it? Addicted where I'm just like, okay, even if I take a social media break, I'll be sneaking that shit. I'll try to delete the shit off my phone. And then I'll look at the, the, the TikTok or the Twitter or the Instagram on my computer, on my browser. So I'll be like, damn. I need to relax on the social media, which I have. And so, and I'm talking about a culmination of like my experiences and, um, and basically saying like, 
even though I'm a person who understands that I don't have to keep up with the Joneses, that I can run my own race, I just notice how seeing that shit every day programs you to think and act and behave in a certain way. And oh my God, like I don't have, you know, and y'all know me, I'm a skincare queen. But like with my situation, I'm like, what's more important, medicine and food or skincare? So obviously, clearly I'm choosing the medicine and food. But my thing is like, I'll see the people, they got their 52-step Korean skincare, Korean, they got their 52-step Korean skincare routine. Ooh, that was a mouthful. And I'm just like, oh my God, that used to be me. That used to be me. And I'll be like, okay, well, how are we going to get it up? How are we going to do it? And then the cycle starts all again. Feeling that pressure, feeling insecure, feeling like, oh shit, like I used to have that. I need to get that shit back. But also when I look at my situation, I was able to have a 20... 400 step skincare routine because I had extra disposable income because I was living at home with my mom but what you pay for in disposable income you making up for your mental health bro because that's a whole nother conversation that we can have another day um and so my thing is like I want to slow down so I'm like that's why I get on the podcast and be like oh I'm taking a social media break or oh the podcast I'm not gonna do the podcast for so long and or I'm going to move to bi-weekly stuff, I kind of noticed that my free time is just going to social media because I'm so depressed and stagnated about my situation. It's hard for me to sort of game plan because again, I'm not a person who, who I'm not a person who can like, do one thing at a time like I feel like oh I have to have all the shit figured out all at once and I I low-key feel like social media contributes to that because I'll be watching people they're doing these days in the life and they're like yeah I woke up this morning and um I (laughs) ran a 5k after I ran my 5k I went shopping and after I went shopping I went to the gym and then after the gym I went to Pilates and I did all that before 9 a.m now I I took a shower (laughs) and I'm having breakfast and I'm having my first meeting of the day you be like bitch you had time to do all of this shit damn what am I doing with my life so that's really for me how social media contributes to that so that's why I'd be like oh I need to like slow down on social media but my thing is like the podcast don't take that much time for me to do I think I have many concepts like typed out I pre-planned you know do some pre-production write out the things I want to talk about and then I get on my mic and record that takes not even a not even four percent of my time but social media from the moment I wake up to any downtime that I may have especially like there's maybe there's some projects that I want to work on personally but I'm sitting here scrolling in the bed because or like really doom scrolling because I'm like upset that I don't have what these people have forgetting that a lot of what is on social media is fake these people get paid to live this lifestyle They get paid to live this lifestyle and they record how they're living this lifestyle because they get paid to live this lifestyle. So while I'm sitting here feeling bad for myself that, oh, I should have did this. I should have went and majored in this. I should have been doing these classes. This stuff isn't hard. I should have did this from the get go. Okay, Ephemina, we understand that, that you made the decisions in your life that culminated up to this point. But even if you did do that, you would have still found something to make yourself feel subpar to the people who are literally marketing themselves to you. There is a comrade that I follow on Twitter and they recently wrote a tweet about how we are marketed to, we are propagandized to, 
And so like, we just have to be very, very careful about the way we consume media because a lot of it will come under the guise of, um, it will come under the guise of representation when really at the end of the day, it's just stuff. It's just, it's just ads to get you to buy shit or indoctrination in order to manufacture your consent for, for the government to keep fucking us over. And so with that being said, brings me to my next point. So not only does social media affect me on a personal level where it fucks with my anxiety and fucks with my self-worth, social media is a tool but it's also being used to increase the surveillance state. During 2020, there was an energy about equity, about inclusion, about literally defunding the police to as a means to abolish. Like we were having these conversations and what led up to the rise of 2020 was also the turmoil and the uprisings that happened in Ferguson. Um, and, and and when we look back at like, you know, 10 Ferguson organizers being shot in the head and burned in their cars, um, a lot of like neutralization from the state happening. And that was under Obama's watch. So they increased like surveillance. Like you, you have people be talking about bots. Oh, this isn't real. This is like a bot. No, we want to talk about like real bots the state will literally push misinformation through Twitter, through TikTok, through Instagram, and all these ways as an effort to like demean organization and organizing and social movements. Like they literally do that. So for for people, regular old Joes, to contribute to that is so wild to me. We do not need to be recording. People need to understand that it's not normal to walk around with your iPhone or your Android and just start randomly recording people. It is, to me, it's violent, especially when we live inside this current superstructure. Um, there's a creator on TikTok who's plus size. She's a black woman. She's plus size and she does a lot of cottage core content. And when she, you know, records herself and posts her content online, um, either half her comments are saying how beautiful she is which she's so gorgeous and how much they love her style or the other half is just like commenting and being really mean um and being saying negative things about her size so she said something that was very um interesting to me because she was absolutely correct she was like y'all are online way too much and you'll see a picture of a big person on a bench and now that normal thing of a of a person just sitting on a bench now becomes somebody's comedic punchline because the person is fat when the person is thin you're it's just a person on the bench and so that it doesn't get the likes clicks views and engagement and so and she was relating that to because she was comparing how she does her crossbody bags um and how to basically how to make any person to a crossbody uh, or like a fanny pack almost and so there was a creator who did the same thing who got like way more likes and stuff. And so she did her version of it and people saying, you can look at the accounts, same people who were commenting on the thin creator. Oh, this is so cute. Such a cute idea. will go to her page and be like, Oh, this is fat. This is ridiculous. But what I'm saying is we are living in this surveillance state where we feel like it's, e it's easy to just nitpick and talk shit about people because there's this wall of social media you don't see this person, especially fat people in this society who already 
or don't have dignity in this society you already don't see big people as as dignified human beings and so now uh in order what am i saying (laughs) so now uh the wall of your phone and the fact that this person is not physically there in the same room with you all decorum is like lost out the window and it's fucking ridiculous there's no more privacy people record and shit all the motherfucking time these private intimate moments that sure they're cute or they're lovable it wasn't meant to be consumed by millions and millions and billions of people there's a lot of fucking people who use the fucking internet and what's crazy about virality I just had I had like a few videos on my TikTok go viral the first one that I went viral was the one when I did talking about how to search for entry-level jobs on on LinkedIn uh, to get into tech. And then um, this one recently that happened like literally last week, I do edit a video. You know that one trend on TikTok that's like, you basically describe your partner and you put up all the images and then on the last beat of the song it's like chicka 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 and it comes up and you say the thing so there was one i did and i was like digga 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 rose gold digga 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 because a whole bunch of pictures of things that are the color rose gold then they showed a whole bunch of pictures of mangoes and because the thing is like if if i were to describe my partner this is what they would be So I'm just reacting to this blindly. And what's funny, because I have a lot of social media training and media training period. Most of the time when I see people do duets, I know that it's rehearsed. Like there's certain cues where I'm like, no, you're acting. When I do my shit, I really do my shit blind because I'm like, no, I want to see what the fuck this person is talking about. So I'm laying in my bed. I'm doing this video and I'm just I'm not paying no mind. And so the video goes from me being happy, smiley, to questioning, to being full on angry and mad. And at the end of the video, I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Or I say something stupid like that. Girl, let me look at this thing right now to tell you how many motherfucking hits this damn video got. This damn video. Ciao. So you can hear the music that I just played. It has 805,000 likes, 3.6 million views, over 5,000 comments, and almost 60,000 people have saved this goddamn video. A simple video of me just being a dumbass in my bed, minding my own business. I think it's a funny thing, and so do other people. But here's the kicker. Now, because of like, oh, I went viral this one time, it's like a pressure to like commodify or like continue to create TikToks. And I have to tell myself, girl, relax, calm down. You don't got to do that. You don't got to do all of that. If you go viral, you go viral. If you don't, you don't. And one of the reasons is because I know that there are people who do a lot fucking less, who have millions of followers. And we know the people I'm talking about who do a lot fucking less who be having millions of followers (laughs) um and get paid to be in the tiktok creator fund who get paid uh brand deals and all kinds of stuff and that's the reason why you be trying to force yourself to go viral and to create content but i was like you know what i'm not gonna let the social media take me over i'm just gonna do my thing um but i think getting back to the point of privacy it's like I'll have people making requests for me to do stuff. And I'm like, this was just like a one-off thing. Like I just, 
I'm just chilling. Like I'm just using my account. Like I went from like, I remember when I first did that one video uh, about the TikTok tech stuff, I had like 300 followers and then literally overnight gained like, uh, went up to like 2000 followers. So I started at 2000 followers last week. I'm, I think I'm almost at 5k. And while that's like a cool thing, because I'm not used to that type of interaction every damn day. Literally, I woke up and I just saw like I had hundreds and thousands of notifications on my damn uh, phone, which is thank God I don't get notifications to my phone. But when I opened up TikTok, I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot to do. With. And it's 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 a it's pressure. It's like scary because you're like, what the fuck am I going to open? Am I going to open this shit to someone calling me a nigger? Is someone going to be talking about how I'm fat? Is someone going to say, and I've had to block people because people are being fucking rude. Even on other videos that I've had go viral, be fucking rude. So it's that idea back to that, it, you know, thinking that it's okay to talk to people any kind of fucking way. Cause you're on social media. It's like, no, if you don't like it, block me. If you don't like it, Tell the algorithm, tell your FYP that you're not interested in this content and this creator. But to take the time out to comment shitty comments on someone else's page, girl, fuck you. Please fuck off. But yeah, it's it's a lot of that. And it's also, um, I think, social media, because people consume it in a way where they don't have a lot of media literacy, there's a lot of fake shit that goes around. People will spread misinformation like motherfucking hotcakes. And I'm just like, girl, I know you see these CGI shadows in the background. And maybe they don't. Because when you have media training and media literacy, you notice things like that. You notice the CGI shadows. You notice the fake rain. You notice like this is literally something of a production. Like, But other people who don't have that, who just get up here and consume, it's going to fuck with your brain. And that was one of the things I had to deal with as a teacher. Kids be like, I'll be like, where's your source? Where's your source? Oh, oh, miss. No, look, I saw it on social media. And now I have to sit here and break down the video, pull out Photoshop, show them how they, how this person uh, did this. And they're like, I can't believe this is fake. Now, mind you, these were children who had access to a teacher who showed them how shit is real, like mad fake on, on the, on the internet. Now, mind you, there are adults who are doing the same thing. So now this misinformation is being spread and then it gets spread to to hate groups who create their own conspiracy theories and they plot violence and they do all sorts of crazy things to regular everyday average Joe people. Um, mind you, I think also in addition to like the hate groups that social media like like gives a voice to like it gives a platform to these things there's also um like a growing um idea that it's okay to film a trigger warning mention of death that it's okay to film dead bodies there was no reason why I should have opened my twitter timeline this morning um or yesterday morning or whichever and saw takeoffs a body laying there in blood y'all are absolutely fucking sick and the idea of clout and fame and social media fame um and the potential for you to get sponsorships and brand deals because you have a lot of followers you doing that stuff for engagement that is absolutely wild and you have lost all decency and you need to get on your knees and beg and repent whatever god that you pray to and serve his family probably wasn't even notified and it's not just social media in terms of users. We also have to think of like rooms 
uh rooms we also have to think of pages like tmz and the shade room who are also responsible for that stuff that type of uh, climate in our media when we think about how kobe the news about him how it was broken by tmz uh, and the family didn't even know his wife and children didn't even know first when we think about the the um the police officer who took pictures of kobe's body um and the wreckage and tried to sell it and i'm like are y'all kidding me right now and and it wasn't even t- in terms of like oh they had to take pictures for the police report this motherfucker tried to sell this shit because we are literally living in a world that encapsulates celebrity and and, and social media and the hyper individualistic idea that one day you're gonna become a millionaire so you forego all decency and morality and you do these things that you think will get you to the top and so social media is a part of that and it's ridiculous um and I'm and quite frankly I'm tired of it and it it affects me to the point where why where why I say the way I want I want to be more intentional about how I use social media I want to use it to post my podcast I want to use it to laugh have a good time but that shit got to be regulated Miss Mamas, I need to be reading books and getting back to writing. I need to be doing things that are like creative outlets for me that I'm not trying to monetize. I just need to be a fully functioning human being that works outside of social media. Today, I walked on my treadmill for 10 minutes. And then when I was done, I was writing raps. (laughs) Yes, I write uh, songs. Um, And I like stuck my feet in the pool and I was just chilling. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to like when they say go outside and touch grass. Like I literally went outside and did something for myself today instead of being cooped up in my house, scrolling on my phone, uh, the, you know, images being burned into my brain that I can't get out of. And then I'm complaining about uh, dealing with depression and anxiety when I'm literally creating an environment that is inducing and harboring and, 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 and sheltering my uh, depression and anxiety. Um, RIP to take off. Um, and the, and the fact that it happened in Houston, that, that is so, it's just, it's very sad. Um, also with social media, because like it, we, it lacks privacy. We had to like, and I say we, cause I was a part of it as well. Mind you, like everything I talk about here, I'm actively teaching to myself. Activists had to teach people and and let people know like, hey, don't record activist faces. Don't record uh, people at these protests. Like these, all of this is free information. Most of our accounts are not on private because we're trying to get the information out there. And so we think, oh, I'm trying to get the information out there. We're putting people in danger, putting people at risk. And so now you got people who work for these uh, facial recognition tech companies who are essentially these new age cops making um like facial recognition software that is so good at its job that it can not only identify your face but the buildings and surrounding areas and pull up your location in a matter of minutes we have to be so careful especially when we're talking about getting into organizing and working towards abolition everything don't got to be posted online you sitting here talking about some, oh, look at me. I'm chilling with the Black Panthers. <laughs> chilling with the Black Panthers. The next thing you know, 
your shit getting smoked out by the police because you want to post something to show everybody oh this is what I'm doing you trying to show that you're an activist you don't got to do all of that it's so many people who operate like police and they don't even know it like mind you that's not to say that I haven't felt gratification um from seeing people pull out their phones and like record when when a Karen is all up in your business and this that and the third but understand there are different ways to deal with these people I'm not I'm not inciting violence all I'm saying is if violence go down don't just don't have your phone out don't be doing all that um but yeah we people like were recording protesters and uh people were getting snatched up in their vehicles and shit and I understand because of social media because of like people recording stuff there were people who like were who got like saved in a sense of like their their stories were heard in terms of like I think it was that young couple when people were protesting out in Atlanta during 2020 and I think that it was like four or five police officers who like broke their windows and snatched them through the through the vehicles and I think like if it wasn't if it wasn't caught on video those officers probably wouldn't have been fired um but like I said it's just about being mindful about how we use social media especially when you're a part of these organizing spaces it's not necessary for you to be recording uh conversations about how people are gonna you know feed the homeless that weekend especially when you have uh governors across the country who are making it illegal for you to help homeless people making it making I think in California uh the governor is trying to make mutual aid illegal they're trying to essentially put all these homeless people in jail in prison for essentially being houseless so that they can benefit the from the slave labor so the state can benefit from that slave labor um I also don't like the idea of um, pranks. When I tell you, y'all are too fucking old to be going into Walmarts and to Targets and be putting baskets on people's head and acting like you didn't do it. Come on, y'all. You cannot be this starved for content to where people think that this is funny, that they're actually clicking and liking and engaging and commenting. But I guess that they are because that's the thing about just media in general. There's an audience for everything. And because we live in the superstructure of capitalism, people are going to do whatever gives them the clicks, the likes and the engagement that is that sh- that signifies to to um, companies and corporations who want to sell stuff like okay well if you keep doing the pranks and keep being a menace to your local society we'll sponsor you and you can be a menace <laughs> to your local community while wearing a a, a hoodie uh, uh, sponsored by us like and and so like you you're literally wasting your time going into these spaces harming people talking about it's a prank it's a joke just so you could potentially have a brand deal y'all selling your souls selling your souls and I hate to sound so preachy but it's like come on y'all get it to fucking gather like I and again when I see that type of content because I understand how engagement works I don't engage that shit will pop up on my FYP I immediately go to the page and I block I see that shit on my Twitter uh timeline I immediately go to the page and block even if I see it's a sponsored ad I'm blocking you. I'm blocking the ad. You're not going to make money off of me by getting my view. 
I'm blocking your ass. I don't give a shit. If more of us blocked, because when you block, they lose it. They lose a follower or they lose like potential engagement. Um, as cause and sometimes when it comes to social media, people just be following stuff. Don't even know what you following. If you, I'm telling you, just go unfollow a few accounts that, that contribute to all of this stuff. Go and follow them accounts and watch them, watch their behavior change because they lost a quarter of their followers. Watch their behavior change when people start holding them to a higher standard that we don't want to see this shitty ass, terrible ass content. If you want to create content, your content don't have to be racist. Your content don't have to be uh, homophobic. Your content don't, your content should be funny. Your content shouldn't be harmful to people. Your content shouldn't involve you, even if it is considered a nice gesture. Your content shouldn't be you recording yourself giving money to homeless people. Because if you want to give money to a homeless person, then just give them the money. Why you got to record people? Why you got to record them? They have dignity too. They have a saying where they want to be recorded too. I don't understand. So all of that to say, we all, including myself, just need to get to a place where social media is just literally used as a tool um, and we regulate the time and we just get back to doing things that make us happy. Yes, I know posting can make people happy. I'm not telling people to throw away social media altogether. I don't think that is the case. I know that social media has been very helpful, especially when it came to uh, those riots and protests and uprisings um, during the summer of 2020 because when I was getting my news, I was following verified reporters who were on the ground showing us the things that the police were doing, which is why it's getting like becoming illegal to like record the police. They were showing us the things that the police were doing. So if it weren't for social media, we would have had to relay on traditional media who was reporting things happening four and five days later when that target got looted. I saw it in real fucking time because people were putting that shit on Instagram live and Twitter live and all of that stuff and talking about it on Clubhouse the next fucking day or the, the, that same night. My mom was like, oh, my God, they looted the target three days later. I was like, mom, this already happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it the way in which we consume media has become a lot faster, uh, uh, become a lot quicker. And social media, in a sense, challenges traditional media to like you. Y'all got to get your, your ducats in order because by the time we're on, you know, plan B, they're still trying to collect the whole, you know, tools of things that they need. We're on show X, Y and Z and they're still trying to, you know, put their string up their lights and get approvals for this and that and the third. It's a it's a different beast. So I understand how social media can be helpful as a tool. But again, because it is a tool. It can also be harmful. So I'm keeping in mind the ways that it has harmed me personally, but also keeping in mind the ways that social media can literally be used by the state and be used by corporations to uh, surveil us, to to micromanage us, to propagandize us. Like they will literally infiltrate spaces that are particular to younger millennials and, and Gen Z. And they will try to indoctrinate Gen Z and millennials um, with like the particular way in which that we speak. So we know that a lot of internet language appropriates Ave. And so you'll see accounts that are state affiliated media. They'll be like slay queen per boots the house down, trying to explain geopolitical situations and proxy wars to get, to get us to manufacture consent. Nah, girl, I see right through you. I smell what you're stepping in. Okay. 
um, as my friend, good friend Yoshi used to say, I smell what you're stepping in. And at the end of the day, the tools may have upgraded, the tools may have updated, all of these things may have, you know, became better versions of themselves, but a tool of the state is still a tool of the state. A tool can be used for them or for us. So we need to figure out how we need to keep this shit under control. Um, even look at how Elon is talking about he want to do verified accounts for $20. Then all these other real verified accounts were like, we're not paying $20 to be verified. He was like, well, how about $8? So it was Garfield. <laughs> Y'all remember. And so Gar people remember Garfield as the cartoon character. I remember Garfield as the cartoon character, but Garfield if I'm not mistaken, was a comic strip character in the newspaper. I used to read Garfield in the Houston Chronicle as a child. First grade, we had a, a media project and they were like, literally my first grade teacher was like, this is how you cite your sources. You need to get it from reputable sources. And we still had, you know, subscriptions to newspapers in the early nineties, in the late nineties or early nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, so I'm literally, I would get the uh the the weather. I would pick an article for the day of what I was reading, and then I would go to the comic uh book section or comic strip section. He Elon Musk is talking to fucking the verified Garfield account on Twitter, and he's like, "Okay, Garfield, if not eight dollars, can you do four? How sad do you have to be? You a billionaire who's losing liquid and losing assets left and fucking right." You're fucking up this app because you want to. I don't even know why. People have all sorts of theories, but I'm not going to get into all that shit. But at the end of the day, Twitter has really just become a space for necrophiliacs. <laughs> no, I'm playing. It has just become a space for people to be extremely negative, but where people can still have a critique, but also sometimes critique too much because they'll do think pieces on the most wild things. That site was going to die any fucking way. So... And, I, and I'm saying this as a person, I turned 30 in 10 days. I'm not about to jump. I was like, oh, let me go find a new social media uh, platform to be on other than Twitter. I was like, you know what? The new gens got it because I'm not doing it. Gen Z got it. Whatever I have is whatever I have. Because eventually at some point I'm going to stop using Twitter the way I stop using Instagram, the way I stop using Facebook, the way I stop using MySpace. At this point, if you don't have my email, <laughs> we not connecting. You know what I'm saying? Like we obviously we can connect because, you know, I got the show and everything and I still post. But as far as like getting on and looking at stuff the, uh, all the time, like looking at looking down the timelines. Yeah. All that shit is wearing out for me because <clears throat> babes is tired. Mom's mom them is tired. Girl them is tired. OK, so, yeah, all of that to say. Getting to a space where social media is just a tool and we use it to really just organize ourselves um, for when it is time, which, you know, the time is now um, to do certain things, organizing events, mutual aid, um, bringing each other, you know, help using like in more encrypted platforms um, to make sure that we message each other and whatnot. Going back to email. <laughs> Shit. And I'm not saying regress because social media is still going to be like a part of our lives. But like at the end of the fucking day, it's just going to be like I'm using this for maybe like 30 minutes a day 
or every other day if if that and then I'm going back to hanging out with my hood rat friends because <sighs> social media is truly a hellscape and it is a hellscape because of all these things I just mentioned um any whomst I'm quite tired and I think regardless of how we use social media don't forget to go outside and touch grass stick your feet in the pool uh take a walk around the park snuggle your dog um love your partner watch a show watch a show that makes you feel good take a bubble bath do things that are outside of the social media aesthetic do things simply because they make you happy you do not have to do things in hopes that one day you'll go viral you'll be able to monetize your content it's something that's been over and done before sure if that happens for you that's great and that'll be new forms of money for you but don't have that be your sole reason why you're doing stuff because then you'll just get lost in the sauce anyway i've spoken way too much and you guys are great. I'll see you next week.